second episode of the Hollyoaks podcast. Like I'm in front of a speeding car. Let's jump this thing right off with L. <laughs> Hiya. I know that Jim is one of your Hollyoaks crushes, so I have to know, how are you taking what I believe to be his long overdue demise? Oh, so sad. Although, I think I've moved on from Jim now. I think I'm now on to Dirk. Yes, God. And Sonny. <laughs> Double yes, God. <laughs> In fact, let's ship them and call them Donny. Woo! Ooh, I like that. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> yes, I've been crushing on Dirk for a while, so I'm feeling that. So you you were a little sad that the Jim met his sad. Aunt? I know. I like. I think like. As soon as he started getting involved in all the Trevor stuff, I was I could see it coming, but I was just like, oh, I did love him. <laughs> okay, what about you, Lance? How were you feeling about Jim biting it? Well, I I I knew that what that once he got caught up in all this stuff too, that he was probably gonna die. But I kind of think Carmel Carmel got the uh, short end. Once again, poor girl can't be happy. Calvin died in her arms from yeah, and, and and he did too. And I was just like, oh my god, can this woman never catch a break? She should just go and live and go pull a Jackie and live out in the middle of a tropical place and find somebody that isn't going to be killed by somebody because they did something stupid. I think, like, all of the McQueens have got that curse, though. Anyone that got dates in McQueen just ends up dead. <laughs> I think they're just, like, dead or Dead ran away. Oh, God, it's ridiculous. That family, they should all just... As much as I loved them when I first started watching the show, because they all had, like, their little niche thing they did, I seriously, without any shadow of a doubt dislike them with a passion now because they are all depressed every single one of them i was ready for jim to go y'all know i could not with that dude i was so happy the 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 see i saw a picture of him on twitter announcing his demise and so i saw that he was shot in the head and so i thought oh he's gonna get shot in the head so i was waiting for that but then after uh after Fraser shanked his ass and I started laughing, I went back to this little tweet and I'm like, oh, he said that last time he did an acting gig in that city, he was his character was also killed. That time shot in the head, this time shanked. Then I was just like, see ya, because y'all know, I could not with him after he slept with Myra and kept trying to, uh, kept being all... I am man, and I am. You're gonna listen to me, even though he couldn't tell Carmel the truth. And how about that surprise return of Myra? I was not expecting that at all. How did y'all feel about that? Oh, that was great. That was. I was so glad to see her again. But like, gutted that she was only there for like half an episode, and she hardly said anything. It's like, oh, can't you come back? Yeah, I saw that. I thought that, or I was checking the departed people because I wanted to see if, you know, uh, Aiden was really gone or not. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
and and I saw that Jim died, so I hurried up and rushed to those episodes, which was why I rewatched it again. And then I saw that Myra came back, and I'm like, oh! <laughs> I just wait, yeah. baby. Did you find out Myra came back from Wikipedia, or when you were watching? I found it out from Wiki first. Oh no, I'm sorry, that surprise got ruined for you. I was even good. I didn't even put it on my Twitter timeline because I didn't want you to read it and get found out. Oh no, it was my own fault because I wanted to see if, you know, Aiden or Joe was really dead or not. I have a theory about that. I'll wait until later. (laughs) Oh good. Well yeah, I was happy to see her back. I was already primed for her to be on for a short period of time though since um i just seen uh, Jane come back on EastEnders, which, oh, my God, I love. I miss me some Jane. But she was only on for that short time. And why didn't she get to talk to Masood? Why? I'm still mad at EastEnders over that. And then my girl Layla them popped up on Emmerdale, and she is on there and wrecking shop, and I love it. It's great. Oh, I so, love her. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at Holly Oaks trying to get into the surprise. Guest star game. I thought that that was really, that was funny and that was really cute. <laughs> All right. And then Lindsay. Yeah. Now, you seemed as bothered as me at Maxine's willingness to let Jason take the fall for Patrick's punch of love. That pissed Baby, me off to no end. Look, is something wrong with us? Why aren't we stendenstruck by this obviously most loving but tortured couple, uh, Patrick and Maxine? Why aren't we in love with these punches? Instead? <laughs> because he is an idiot. I mean, this is the guy who goes to school and says, bullying is bad, you will be expelled if you do it. Then he goes back home, punches Maxine in the gut for not being able to tell Dodger that that uh, Sophie is uh, what's her face's son, their Sienna's daughter's still alive, and and punches her in the gut. He ruined her to the point where I just want him to meet Fraser's gun or knife even, into the back of the head. <laughs> I just can't. I, I can't with I can't with them. Yeah, I completely understand. And, you know, I remember, too, that when Maxine first came on the show, she was the rock for Mitzi. So it drives me crazy that Hollyoaks has devolved her character into this person that just allows herself to be abused. It's like, where is the strength, you know? And I'm with you. I need Elle to call upon her other lover, Silas, to come (laughs) back to town to take care of Patrick. It is time for him to go. (laughs) I cannot with him whatsoever, not at all. All right. I think, um, I think, um, is it Jeremy? Is that, that's his name, isn't it? He's playing Mm -hmm. him really well, though. Um, just, I I find him genuinely terrifying when he goes into his crazy mode. (laughs) I'm just like, he's he's genuinely quite terrifying. So, props to him. 
I like the actor, but he just kind of seems like the nutty professor to me. Like, I I know he's gay in real life. I know the actor that plays Danny, I believe, is gay in real life. I feel like they need to be the power gay couple of the show. That's the storyline that I wanted to see play out. Those two together, strong, together couple on Hollyoaks. Like, I feel like Danny's being wasted in that bullshit marriage to Sam as Steve's father lying about his marriage but trying to mess with John Paul. That's a waste. And uh, Patrick was brought on supposedly to get to know his son Dodger. He hadn't spent any time trying Mm -hmm. to get to know Dodger. He spent all his time being weird with his daughter and uh, abusive to Maxine. Like I just feel like both of those storylines are waste for characters, for both of those characters. And, you know, until we get a couple on British soaps like um, the uh, the lesbian couple on uh, uh, Emmerdale that are regular figures on the show, have storylines together and separately that are powerful, you know, have marriages or relationship that is respected and accepted by everyone on canvas just like the straight people do i'm not gonna be happy you know i feel like hollyoaks blew it with Steve and doug by ignoring their marriage for almost a year we need a strong central gay couple on the show to drive story and i think absolutely patrick and danny could have been that but again patrick would be lamb beating him again we oh, can't, hell yeah no. we, we can't be doing that again yeah, no, we, we need to stop that. Because, you know, that now they got John Paul raising his hands to kids. We need to let, let the abuse stop. Definitely. <laughs> it's, going, it's going out of control. L, mama, let's stop with you. What made you say, what the hell? Okay, I have three, if I can remember them all. Uh, the first one was uh, Freddie and Sinead. So they split up for like 20 minutes. And then, and both of them are like, like, she'd like basically slept with his brother and he'd basically wanted to, he'd said like, I'll forget Sinead, let's run away to Lindsay. And then, like, they just both took each other back. I'm like, oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> you basically both admitted that you don't really like each other, but you're going to get back together. I'm just like, oh, really? <laughs> Sorry, that really it's, that really irritated me. I was like, it was for the children, Elle. It oh, was for the children. That's that the lesson. Blooming like, baby. <laughs> if you want to keep a man, ladies, if you want to keep a man, dudes, if you watch Scandal, you know the deal, you must bring a baby into the in the, to the equation. That is the life relationship saver. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I they, just can't wait you, for those two to actually, they just don't, just split up and don't spend any screen time together because it just annoys me now. Like, agree. Uh, just like, why are you? persisting with this relationship when they both obviously aren't well obviously Sinead's kind of into him but he's obviously not that into you <laughs> Sinead and I'm just like it's just making her look really like desperate and just annoying 
<laughs> and it's just making him look really bad because he's like obviously like leading her on but then he you you know for a fact that he doesn't actually really give a toss about her <laughs> so it's just like oh for goodness sakes just stop how did you feel about uh her his proposal to her in the goddamn bathroom? oh oh <laughs> least romantic proposal ever <laughs> oh it's awful oh and, and their wedding was really bad as well i have to say but it made it worse that she was like she's like it was kind of like she had it was like she was wearing i used to be a hooker on her head (laughs) (laughs) it was just like it was the most revealing and like just oh i don't know like i'm sorry i just did not get that outfit it was like maybe for a night out but not for your wedding Baby, you know you never have to apologize for crit- criticizing Sinead on this damn show. <laughs> <laughs> we, we cannot with her. We at do it. All. We do it a lot. <laughs> That's right. What else you got, boo? Um, okay, my second what the hell was so Jim gets stabbed to death in the street and no the police just haven't like even investigated it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like they spent like about two episodes trying to find out if he was like the Fraser of like the drugs gang, but then they didn't bother like investigating why a man was stabbed to death in the middle of the blooming street. I know this is Hollyoaks and that happens quite regularly, but seriously, um, I had one more, um, and it's not really a scene; it's it's more of a kind of general, um, and it's just how quickly Nancy's recovered like <laughs> about two weeks ago because I watched it I watched it all in like one go so she li- literally went from being paralyzed not being able to talk to being able to talk to like two weeks later she was like I'm going back to work I'm like what because <laughs> <laughs> was that the miracle cures of how yeah. like when she got hypothermia but by the end he's up and just chilling <laughs> as well they were like this is permanent brain damage she'll never be able to like walk or talk again like three weeks later they're like oh yeah yeah she's just recovering well <laughs> just like what oh dear hollyoaks yeah the the miracle cures of hollyoaks strikes again <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my goodness that was just completely ridiculous your own point miss Lindsay, what you got over there mama all right i know my main one it was the Jason getting thrown in jail for something that he didn't do, even though he did break break into the house. I mean, Maxine just needs to go away or something because she makes me mad. But uh, yes. uh, <laughs> my other one also includes Nancy, which kind of makes me sad because I've liked Nancy and once she got out of this, you know, I'm no longer in the hospital anymore. Let's break down the entire Osborne family slowly sort of thing. It's just like, no, what's the point of this? <laughs> Were you upset with Nancy because she um, because she scammed Darren or were you upset because she got back with Darren? Both, to be honest because how she did it was really really mean because it wasn't the fact that she just scammed Darren it was the fact that she scammed everybody Tom was pissed off because he asked her not to get back with him and you know 
Jack and well, Jack and Frankie were already screwed up because of Nancy to start with, and and with the gambling problem and everything, with the gambling slip, that was just rude. And then taking the kids and making him think that, or and making the cops think that he attacked her and everything. Because I do think she has the brain damage still. I just think it's more like uh, the side brain that makes it so that you can't think of words and thoughts in the particular correct way. I, I was no good at like the psychology stuff, but I, 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 after seeing her figure stuff out like that and what she was trying to say and everything it was just like okay I can see where she's going with it but I don't like how she's going about it so that was my what the hell moment there all right well I got you well y'all have three I have nine plus (laughs) (laughs) even though I enjoyed this month there were hella what the hells that I saw, and I think I could get through them pretty quick. Let me just go on here. First of all, John Paul popping back up at the place he was raped the day after? Hell no. And then Finn was just sitting in there mean mugging him in a classroom. I could not with the, uh there's so much I cannot with with that story. But I was just like, John Paul, uh, this is not going to be a good month for you. I could already feel it. <laughs> so that was number one. And Steve's ass, Steve's nasty ass, chewing the gum that Sinead just spit out on her wedding day. That's so gross. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) That was so disgusting. It was already disgusting that Sinead's ass was getting married to Freddie, but she comes out the car, he spits the gum into his hand, and then she pops it in her mouth. There was no need for that. It was just as stupid as on the new All My Children, where this girl dropped an apple on the ground, picked it up, and ate it because well, she I loved it. I remember that. That was so gross. I'm just like, what are you? How do, oh, I want to know how I, they convinced the actors to do that. Because I wouldn't do that if I was an actor. I just couldn't with that. Um, also, Steve Ashenade, how she could marry someone who doesn't love her. And she replied, I can make him love me. Ugh. Every time I hear yes. <laughs> Every time I hear that, that's my exact reaction. I'm just like, look, that's bullshit. He's either into you or he's not. Ladies and gentlemen listening, he likes you or he doesn't. You cannot make him love you. And if he doesn't love you, you drop his ass and move on to the next one. There are too many people on this earth that will ride you like a mechanical bull for you to be messing around with somebody who does not appreciate your worth so yeah i was just very <laughs> what the hell of that okay uh then this is my question who demolishes a building when it's pouring down raining you know what i'm saying I mean, I know in the scene where Joe was tied up in that house that it stopped, the the rain stopped, you know, mid-demolition. But honestly, when that guy got into that machine to destroy the building, there was a monsoon outside. There is no reason why he should have been trying to demolish that damn building. 
done. I couldn't with that. I couldn't <laughs> with that at all. Uh, next up now, I just thought this was kind of funny. I thought it was funny that Robbie clowned, uh, not that Holly clowned Robbie for getting with his brother's girl after he slept with Sinead when Jason got with Holly after she slept with Ziggy. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, all right, watch who you're talking about, girl. Because <laughs> you the cast off of a, of a brother your damn self. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought that was funny. And now, okay, let's talk about Patrick <laughs> and the most tortured character of the month, which was Holly's phone. <laughs> oh, shit. That phone had been through it this month. But why did Patrick tell Holly that he took her phone to his house? Because, you know, the last time I checked, school administrators are expected to leave confiscated items locked up Mm -hmm. at school. So there was no reason for Patrick to have taken that to his house. Except to give us that stupid storyline about the damn (laughs) break-in. Oh, I'm a Yes, me too. I wanted to go bruiser too. I was just ah, I was I, I didn't have any punch power and I'd still go and punch <laughs> You know, I would I would have Brendan Brady back just to beat the hell out of the characters that I couldn't stand, then he'd need to get caught and go sent straight back to prison. Buddy <laughs> like, Morrison to turn up and start driving them all. Baby, I've been looking for that flying car door that had killed a Maddie to come take out some of these fools. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I have to get that grace right now, my day would be complete. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, no uh, well, maybe Finn's, like, first on the list for car dooring, I think. But Yes, but Lord. I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. All right. So now let's talk about what happened uh, after the little break-in. So... This is my question about kind of Maxine, because, you know, Maxine came in when Jace was in there, and he, you know, pushed her a little bit on his way out the door, and then she was in the apartment alone, right? I didn't understand why Maxine was acting all weird over that pedophile box that was laying there open on the ground, right? See, so it made sense to me that a robber might try to break into that box because, you know, if it was a real robber, you know, they might think there was money in there. And I think at the time, Jace might have thought there was uh, the phone or something was in there because I don't think he'd seen it at that point, right? So it makes sense that a robber would break into the box, right? Mm. But it made no sense that Maxine, who had no idea what was in the box or that it even existed as far as I could tell, would act like you know, although everything was all messed up in the house, the one thing she had to hide was that box. Like, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Do y'all remember when uh, Will found that box? Yeah. Uh, okay. And he was, he opened the box and he was looking through it and flipping through it all. So like, oh my God, everybody's going to know uh, who you are when they see all this, right? And my theory at the time was that Patrick was a pedophile. Like, you know, Patrick had pictures of little kids in there inappropriately, and Will was going to tell everybody, you know, that's what happens. Like, that's how he was acting, right? Yeah. Yeah. But to that point in time, Will and Patrick were the only two people who knew about that box, right? Yeah. So since, you know, Jason popped it open and kind of just left it on the floor, Maxine would have had no reason to 
think anything about this box being on the floor. But when Jason left, Maxine got the box, picked up the box, and was like rushing to put the contents back in and hide it like she knew what was in it. But she didn't. So that was just so strange to me. I'm like, what is she doing? And then they have Patrick come in and see that she messed with the box. And I'm just like, hold up. Did the show forget? They did not connect Maxine to this box. She didn't even know what was in it. So why would they have her acting like it's some secret that needs to be hidden? She didn't know what was in it. She wouldn't even have thought that it was something that needed to be hidden. So I was just like, what are they doing? Did y'all <laughs> that or y'all didn't notice <laughs> yeah that is that is weird actually i kind of i hadn't realized that i i'd forgotten that maxine didn't know what was in it i mean the way I, the show could have played it there could have been little naked children in the in the box she could have looked seen the pictures and been like oh my god you know what i'm saying that's the way it could have been played but i feel like the show chickened out you know Back when Will was flipping through those pictures, like he was really acting like there was something devastating and destructive in those pictures that like everybody would immediately vilify Patrick for, right? Mm. It didn't seem like when he looked through that box, he was just looking at pictures of like another relative that Patrick had hidden. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no reason why, Um, you know. It doesn't make any sense because why would Will know who, uh, is it Sophie? Yeah. Uh-huh. So why why would Will think look at a picture of Sophie and think oh that's weird? Exactly. And it looked like there were letters in the box too. So if there were letters in the box, then Will wouldn't have thought you know it's a pedophile thing. He could have just easily said, oh you've been keeping uh, your daughter's child from her. I'm gonna tell her instead of making it seem like oh it's this horrible horrible thing that everybody's gonna hate you for. So yeah. I feel like some rewriting. And didn't he keep saying, like, oh, you've got some kind of, there's something actually wrong with you, or something exactly. like, you've got some kind of disease type thing. But, exactly. Which doesn't make any sense, because well, why would a hidden, like, because Will wouldn't know the child was hidden, so why would a random relative make any difference? Oh, uh, yeah. So I felt like there was a rewrite there. I'm mm-hmm. like, come on, yo, y'all could have went with it. <laughs> you know, I know y'all started off fighting the movie Hard Candy because that's what happened in the movie Hard Candy. A guy played by an actor named Patrick Wilson had a box with naked pictures and this girl found out about it and, you know, took him the task for it. I know that's what Hollyoaks was doing with that scene. I just wish they would have stuck with it because the reaction and, and what happened afterward, I was just like... What? It was, uh, no. <laughs> make any sense. And I've got one more, my last one, and I'm done. I'm going to need the wardrobe department of Hollyoaks to stop dressing Tegan like Ugly Betty. Tegan and Dodger's date with Baby, look. They don't need to dress her like Ugly Betty, and they don't need to dress her in skin-tight clothes that show off her damn rose. I'm going to tell you right now, I am a big boy. I am fabulous and thick. Many people in my life are as well. And we know how to take our big asses to Casual Male XL or Lane Bryant, the store for big people, and buy some clothes that complement our curves. Now, how does Hollyoaks Wardrobe Department not know how to do that? You know, mm-hmm. Tegan, that actress that plays Tegan is too damn cute to be looking like a deleted Sarah Jessica Parker scene from Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm like, oh, God, stop it. Stop it. 
because they're they're making the joke her appearance, and she is a funny actress, so they need to focus on the humor and not the clothes. I'm not I'm not having it. She's too cute for all that. Mm. So that's it. That's my final what the hell. Did y'all notice that? What's her clothes out of control or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they be doing that since they brought her up for, you know, like the uh, robe, which they kind of had to fit to her. But they've been doing that since the start of the of her run, putting her in clothes that were too tight for her and showing off, you know, everything. So it's just like, we don't need to see that. Put her in clothes that fit and everything yes. will be great. But they're not doing that because they don't have anybody who's actually big on the show but hmm. that that's that's my that's my big thing the two biggest people no no offense to you know the bigger people were jim mm-hmm. and her everyone and else is... too, they didn't have myra wearing skin tight things that showed off things well, Even I myra know, just, but... she looked cute that baby's on one of the biggest soaps in the UK. They need to have her looking cute all the damn time. <laughs> That's what I want for her, because she's too cute for all that foolishness. <laughs> favorites from the past few weeks okay um so um as much as i think they've kind of tailed off on the good stuff i thought the start they made a strong start with the um jump all rape um storyline i thought that like the first kind of few episodes after that they did quite well with like the like the going to the police station and a lot that kind of thing. I th- I think they may have sort of tailed off recently because it's kind of gone into like weird melodrama stuff. But yeah, no, I think they did really well at the start of that storyline, and it was nice to see James have something to do because like I feel like he's not really been given much to do <laughs> since he came back. So yeah, that was that was nice. How did you feel about the fact that? Uh, John Paul walked out of the uh, the center before completing his exam. I th- oh, I was a bit like, oh, I was annoyed because I felt like he should have just, like, he got that far. He should have just finished it off. And then if he does change his mind and wants to press charges, he's going to have the evidence. And now I just feel like if they ever do, when they get to that point in the storyline, is there's just going to be no evidence. It's going to be his word against Finn's. I just thought it was really, like, if I was Sam, I would have, like, been like, seriously, stay. <laughs> yes. And remember, the show even had the, one of the, wor- I think the lady that was the worker, and maybe it was Sam, say that to him. Say, you know, you realize if you walk out of the exam, we have nothing. And he was just kind of like, yeah, I want to go. And so for me, from the moment he got up after the rape, until the moment when they had him leave the rape center, I thought that was perfect. But as soon as he left that rape center, the story, I was I was done with it. I thought what would happen as soon as he was finished with that, uh, as soon as he walked out of the exam room, was that the show would have him just completely act stupid and pitiful and desperate. And if that's exactly what they're doing. I was done with the fact that 
John Paul changed Finn's grades, sat with his mama, showed her the grades, and pretty much had him on his way out of the classroom. But then he let Finn get... Yes! <laughs> it was just like... Was uh... I the only one bothered by that? I was like, what's going on? Mm, I guess, uh, yeah... No, I, I, I guess they're trying to show that he's still like intimidated by Finn, which he should be, because like obviously he's been through a traumatic experience with him. But yeah, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that. This is probably gonna sound really wrong, and I apologize if this offends anyone. But I think they're making John Paul seem weaker than he is, because. Oh, yes. He's like I know he's been through a traumatic experience, and I know Finn's like obviously the, but like I feel like before, um, in situations he would always have like kept his head and like would would have had enough kind of balls to go through with that move. Um, which, uh, I yeah I can kind of see that like, he's tra- traumatized, but I also think like he's not that weak if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is exactly what um, I had noted before. You know, I felt like the story was about to shift into stupidity, and the stupidity is the way they're writing John Paul's character because not three seconds after um, Finn uh, makes him change the grades, and I think immediately after that was when uh, John Paul went to the restroom, Finn and Robbie followed him, and then they pushed him into the urinal, and then they leave him, and he's getting himself out of the urinal, you know, looking the exact same way he looked after he was raped, just walking around all week and, and scared and things like that. A couple minutes later, Danny tells him that the real reason why he asked John Paul to serve detention was because he wanted to keep John Paul and away away from Steve. And so John Paul goes, so it should have been you? And Danny tries to touch him. He's just like, don't! Screaming all out, don't! And I'm just mm. like, yeah! See, now that's real John Paul. That's the John Paul that should have just cussed Finn out when he was trying to make him change the grades. Mm. And then what do they have him do? He goes home, sees his little baby fell off the couch and had, you know, a head injury or whatever. And he is trying to hit Perry and Tom? Really? Mm. Like, there is his strength, but Hollyoaks has him it directed in the wrong way. They got him trying to abuse kids like he's Brendan Brady, and then taking his anger out on Danny rather than his attack. Like, it's it's too too disconnecting to me. Like, it doesn't make sense. I think I'm, like, also on this, and this is probably because I've not been on here for ages, but I think there was some scenes before this that uh, before he was even raped whether I think they were like doing this like making him seem weaker than he was like um I think there was like one scene I can't even remember what happened but I think Steve told Tony that Finn had been like abusing him at school not in uh just in like and then uh John Paul was all like oh look now what you've done all the kids are laughing at me I'm like they're kids <laughs> you know you're right. a teacher <laughs> you must be used to that um, and I just feel like they just made him seem like a lot like he'd like lost all of his bottle before they even went down the whole rape route and I just wasn't that around the time all the kids for some reason which annoyed me had written like 
fag and all these other yes. kind of things on all the papers. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, first of all, why are they doing this? And I heard somebody, I don't think it was this show. I think it might have been Soap Smack Talk, but maybe it was this show. But somebody was talking about, why didn't John Paul take all those papers and go send them straight to Patrick yeah. so that those kids could get done? Because it was stupid that he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way it was stupid that John Paul realizes he just gave grade nine tests for year 11. And instead of collecting the tests and switching yeah. them, he just lets them continue to take the test. Like, that makes no sense. No. So I'm just like, why are we being so stupid with this? Lance, have you noticed that stuff too, Boo? Yeah, it, it, I mean, that was around the... I mean, they built it up, and then they just, like, made... made John Paul used to be so strong. They used to do that, or he started off, when I first saw him, he was like, I'm not sure if I'm gay or not, which is fine, you know. And then they figured out, and he was strong, and he was good, and everything. And then he comes back, and he already started off defeated, keeping keeping up with the let's bring John Paul down, along with every other McQueen in the known universe. <laughs> I think the only happy one is Marlene, to be honest, and she's not even happy because she was beat up. <laughs> exactly. I forgot to say, when I was saying about the John Paul scenes, as much as much as I don't like the character, for obvious reasons, I have to say that the lad that, is it Keith Rice? Mm -hmm. uh, It's playing Finn. He's doing a really good job. I think he's, yeah. It's a shame that, in a way, that they've taken him down this route because there's no coming back from it. Mm -hmm. I think the actor's actually pretty good. And they, he's more, I think he's, better than quite a lot of the younger actors and they could have done a lot with him <laughs> you know i liked him too and Lindsay and i were saying the last show how to us his strongest scenes were actually when he was being nice like i actually saw him as a romantic interest for john paul the way they were kind of building the relationship before this rape came out of nowhere i really dislike what they've done with with him uh, recently, because he's just acting too cocky for me, um, and I was—I couldn't believe that John Paul was about to resign his job for almost hitting uh, Perry and Tom, but he wasn't gonna almost—he re- wasn't gonna resign his job because he's letting a rapist walk around Hollyoaks High. You know, I'm just like, what's he gonna feel if that kid raped somebody else? Mm. And he's a teacher. Maybe that would be an interesting storyline to go down. You know, I'm going to tell you, I I just thought about this the other day. You know, they told us when John Paul, when James Sutton came back, that they were going to have Hollyoaks do a dark storyline with him. So that that has never been told on television before. (laughs) So it's not it's not the male rape because that's been done. We've already talked about that. I think what John Paul should do is to get revenge on Finn uh, for raping him. John Paul should rape Finn. That's dark. I want to see that play out. Because that'll teach Finn a lesson, and that will definitely darken up John Paul's character, you know. And it's something that's more enthusing to watch, too. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's something that's already played out. One of my favorite movies is called uh, Relax is Just Sex. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the movie where um, there were some gay bashers trying to bash this guy and his uh, group of friends, right? But he turned the tables on him, so, you know, the friends kind of got the, the bashers away for a minute, but one guy just went nuts on the gay bashers. He, like, 
beat some of them up, and he raped one in front of all his friends. That was something serious. I was like, oh my God, what? So if Holly Oaks is going here, I will forgive everything else <laughs> to see how that story plays out. But I just can't, just making John Paul weak and pathetic and thinking that this this is really the dark storyline that James Sutton was brought back for. I can't see. He, he deserves better. The show deserves. We all deserve better mm-hmm. <laughs> than that. So, okay. I'm off my rape soapbox. <laughs> we were on scenes of the week. <laughs> Go ahead. What else did you have? Uh, Mom, I'm sorry for stepping all over. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, uh, it's, well, I didn't really write this down, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I did quite like up until the point when Trevor got involved, I quite liked the scenes with uh, Tony and Stee setting up business together because it kind of felt like old Hollyoaks again. Like I don't know if you guys used to watch watch yeah. when it was like Ill Not and all that stuff. Ill- it kind of felt like a bit of a. Well, actually, brought him in and <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of felt like a flashback, and I quite like that. Um, just just for like old uh, um old time's sake. Um. Sorry. Yeah, other scenes I liked. I liked uh, Diane um, <laughs> going mental and driving flat and smashing the aquarium. Although this poor fish. That was good. Yeah, Diane, fish. Diane oh. handled business. She did great. <laughs> um, and I quite liked um, Cindy, Cindy sleepwalking. That made me laugh. But oh, I, <laughs> I th- yeah. I, I I didn't actually call I didn't like guess that that it was like the whole fridge thing I didn't guess it was her. I did. Did you? Oh, oh yeah, I had a feeling it was her. Because as soon as Holly said she wasn't doing it and it started happening too many times and there was nothing that was broken in, I'm like, and and they kept talking about how she was so tired all the time. I said. She's sleepwalking. And sure enough, on Friday's episode, I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was a really good reveal. Um, and also, um, sorry, my last one. Sorry, I've gone on a bit. Um, my last one was I liked the scene between Sienna and Nancy when they had their confrontation in the um, in the oh, ho- hospital. Yeah. Yeah, that, that scene was awesome, and both the actresses really brought it. So yeah, I really like that scene. That's actually my first scene of the week. I'm gonna jump and just say that one now. Nancy's line to Sienna: "You get to play me all over again. Enjoy it, bitch." <laughs> I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I love me some Sienna, but Nancy did that. <laughs> oh goodness! All right. Go ahead on, Miss Lindsay. What you got for your scenes of the week? Razor and front faces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when 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 Freddie's sitting there talking to Grace, and and he's like, "You wanted me to run over Mercedes, but I ran over Jim instead, and now you have Joe all locked up somewhere, and I need to find him." and and Fraser finds out about it, and he and Freddie run, and then the faces come out, and it's just like, yes, this is. And then we have Joe trying to get out of the building, and when you finally think he's out of the building, it's boarded up. So he's sitting there trying to get out of it, and I like that entire sequence. That entire sequence as a whole was great. All three, or all four of those actors were great. Um, the aftermath of uh. Nancy and Darren's fight 
Cooper, Charlie, and Oscar. That was pretty good. Not the part before where she covers her face in dirt and goes batshit crazy, but like the aftermath when she's when they're talking about their life and then she gives the ring back while it was heartbreaking. I'm like, yes, Tom will be happy. Um, <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of great stuff this week. Were my main ones. Speaking of Tom, I loved that line he had on. Uh... When he was babysitting with Perry and he said something like, oh. I'm not scared of anything because of my life experience. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure why they had Tom babysitting, considering all of this crap that he's been through in the past <laughs> nine months alone. He doesn't have the brain power at the moment to be babysitting a, what, nine, ten-month-old baby? Baby love is his power. He <laughs> loves him some fairy, so he was going to do what he needed to do to get with his girl, baby. He was too cute walking up to the door trying to make sure he was cute. His breath was oh, smelling all fresh. Know, it was, was cute. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. And then Perry too, opened but... the door. She's like, where have you been? This baby is crying. I need some help. Get in here. <laughs> I love every minute of it. And Homeboy was just trying to get that arm around this girl, trying to get that arm around this girl. And then she realized she has a crush on Jason. <laughs> oh, we knew that, though. We knew that she had a crush on Jason when she asked Holly how to pick up boys like Jason. <laughs> oh. I don't even remember that. It was it was I, a while back. But. Okay, yeah, I completely missed that. I want, just wanted Tom together, but I I was wondering how Perry was watching the baby. Although wasn't somebody else supposed to? That was, was Holly. Holly was Holly. supposed to watch, but she gave him the period so she could sneak off to uh, with Jason and watch the damn delicate part to the ground. <laughs> Why? Why did they burn the deli to the ground and have Steve's punk ass talking about, I need to let go of Doug somehow. Boy, you let go of Doug when you got on that flight to Dumbling, slept with Brendan, slept with George, treated Doug like shit. Ah. You know what? The last, the first three weeks of Hollyoaks for the past month were really good, but it's like they put all of the most annoying what the hells into last week's show. I was, I was screaming at my television this week, y'all. It was, it was that serious. <laughs> but, okay, all good. Well, let me go ahead and run through mine real quick. So, uh, for me, we're gonna start with my boy Tom. I loved it when Tom told. Uh, Nancy, this about Darren. She said, you should never take him back. Yep. <laughs> she needed to hear that. She needed to hear I, I just wish she would have stuck uh, with it because he was so on point with that. He was so on point. And I was just like, yes, you're, you're preaching the truth, baby. <laughs> so I love that. Uh, now, when Sinead, you know, I t- mentioned earlier how uh, Steve had uh steve was asking sinead how uh, he could she could marry somebody she didn't love and after that in her response sinead asked steve she was just like well haven't you loved two people at the same time 
The reason why it was my scene of the week is because Hollyoaks had him sit there in silence because Stug was love and Stendon was lust. <laughs> that's, a li- that's a little Wilson Bryson joke for my Days of Our Lives people. <laughs> that's the one where they said oh, Wilson was love and Bryson was lust. <laughs> Whatever. You know, Steve didn't love that damn Brendan Brady, so I'm glad Hollyoaks had him sit there and say nothing. <laughs> I also loved it when Ziggy told Jack he should have been flattered that Ziggy slept with Frankie. I was done. Oh. I laughed so hard at that. I mean, you, you should be flattered, really, <laughs> that I slept with your wife. It's kind of like a compliment. <laughs> I was through. And Jack was like, boy, you better get the hell on out of here. <laughs> I love that. I also was living for new Holly this week. That girl, I liked her. She's the first Holly I have liked. I really enjoy this girl. And I loved her having Jason's back, going up to Patrick and Maxine's house and being like, I know y'all are lying. I know y'all are not telling the truth. You need to tell the truth about what happened to Jason. I was like, yes, tell it, girl, because I'm up at the house saying the same thing. You get him, <laughs> you know? So I thought that she was great for uh, for doing that, and I, I'm glad they finally have a Holly that is clicking with him and, you know, helping them to be together. Like, I, I like those two together. Although, they need to stop it with Jason's goddamn body issues. The boy took off his shirt and punched a mirror like something is wrong with his body. That reminds me of this damn Scarmel storyline so much where she's got a little tiny scar that can't nobody notice and she's acting like it's the end of the world. You know, I'm just waiting for the scene where somebody brings Jason to the roof of the hospital with a bunch of wounded warrior veterans and he... <laughs> <laughs> Because he's bad, he got a full pack instead of a six pack. I'm just like, oh God, stop it with this story, stop it! <laughs> but anyway, the scene of the week is I like New Holly standing up for Jace, and I like those two together. Um, I also love that after Tony talked shit to his supplier, his whole order got jacked the hell up. That <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. You can't just talk to people any kind of way. And if you talk to people like that, you deserve to get your order messed up. So I thought that was excellent. Uh, also, now, at the time, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but for the last podcast, um, I used a picture of Freddie uh, doing one of his faces of intensity <laughs> into the uh, into the rearview mirror, right? So I found that image on Tumblr, and I did not know when I found that image that that was him in the car right before he hit Jim. So when I, the scene played out, and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> he's about to hit Jim. <laughs> I laughed, but I thought it was great. The combination of Freddie's face of intensity and then him running Jim down in that scene, that was the best scene of the entire month for me. Because <laughs> y'all know, I cannot with Jim. I've been wanting his ass dead, and I love that my favorite Hollyoaks character killed my most hated Hollyoaks character. That worked for me. <laughs> but he did, though. Well, well, even even though he didn't kill him, he put him in a hospital, and that was enough for me. <laughs> and it was an accident to boot, so it's not like he mentioned yes. that. Yes, but 
but that was okay. It worked for me. I'm glad he. Who was it? It was Mercedes. He pushed oh, out of the I ring. Was, I was hoping that he'd just hit her down, but that would just like ruin this entire storyline. That's probably going to end up happening with Son Browning there. So. Boy, if he had hit Jim and Mercedes, now this is old school, I don't know if y'all know about this, that would have been Young and the Restless back in the day when Phyllis hit Paul and Christine. Is that too far back? No, 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 no. I remember remember? that. Now, Elle, you don't have the history with Young and the Restless, I don't think, right? Oh, no, no. Okay, I have to sing you the clip, but that was perfect. (laughs) She rammed both them fools down. It was hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> so that's it. So my ultimate seed of the past month was intense Freddy hitting annoying ass Jim. Oh, he pulls such funny faces. <laughs> yeah. I love his faces. I love them. Like, guys, like Whoa! <laughs> it's like every like this light thing is like eyes are like coming out of his face. It's amazing. Yes, <laughs> yes. We, we have the faces of that. intensity. Yes, we have called that his races of intensity, and boy, he was giving them faces this month. Left oh my god! Right? Man. Oh god, they were great. I think the best one was when uh, Shanae told his ass that she didn't want him to see Lindsay anymore. Them eyes just what? You don't want me to see Lindsay? <laughs> So, I feel like I didn't write this down, but I feel like I need to give Holly Oak some love for this damn storyline between Freddie and Lindsay. They have built, they did with this storyline the same thing they did with Sienna. They built this story from week one. Week one, you could see something was going on between Freddie and Lindsay. And it has built up over their entire time over the show to this beautiful moment where you have. Lindsay and Freddie kissing, which I love. I was glad it finally happened. And now they have very wisely, you know, caused a rift between them, you know, with the baby almost dying and him trying to finally support Sinead after uh, social services got caught on her ass. And I wish they would have took that damn baby from her. But it's, it's just perfect. And so he finally is making an effort to cut Lindsay out of his life because he realized He's partially responsible for his brother being dead, so he thinks. And now, Sinead has blackmailed his ass into revealing, you know, I'm going to tell everybody (laughs) what happened to Joe for real if you don't hold me down. I just thought, I thought that was, that was really, really good. So I love everything about the, the build up between Lindsay and Freddie, I think it's fabulous and so i want to give holly Oaks love for that i talk a lot of shit about this show but they have built that story up perfectly so that's it yes all right oh so do you know, i forgot to say um sorry i'm sorry to interrupt um <laughs> i forgot to say um like, i loved the um you know when i was talking about diane i loved the most ironic comment of the week about when she said about Trevor, because she was like, you brought a monster into my house. And I was like, have you seen your kids? Oh, yes. The <laughs> rapist and the hooker. <laughs> yes. Yes, God. You're so right. Oh, and, and let me hold on, because I put this one on Twitter. Let me get to it so I can see what I took down here. Uh, before we move on, let's see. Because Diane said another quote that had me like, Oh, Lord have mercy, Jesus, when she was talking to that dude. Hold on. Hold on. about the real man? 
Yes. <laughs> you already know, girl. Hold on. Where is this bullshit? Here we go. Um, hold on. Okay, here it is. So she said to Trevor, real men like Stia Tony have family, friends, and lives, right? So real men like Stia Tony. The next scene. Uh, Tony walks in. Sees Diane with Trevor, and Diane screams, we're not scared of you. And Tony goes, yes, we are. (laughs) That's a real man for you, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Oh, I've just remembered another line. I absolutely loved this week was when um, Tony was doing the introductions at the, uh, in the, uh, when he was opening the restaurant, and Mercedes was there like, oh, it's like being on the X Factor. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but th- th- that killed me too, because I'm like, okay, now Tony is the most scared man on the planet. Trevor has thre- has got his ex-girlfriend run out of town, threatening his life and his kids and his brother and his best friend in Hollyoaks later, yep. which had him dealing drugs from, uh, what's his face, from EastEnders. Oh, <laughs> Andy Dyer there, yeah. Yes, and he who is scared of everything because he has the lights turned out in his New Delhi, is going to walk into where Trevor is, grab a microphone, and act like a big man talking (laughs) shit about Trevor on the microphone. Like Trevor's next words aren't going to be exactly what they were. I'm going to kill your family. You keep fucking with me. What are you doing? What are you? Uh, And then, oh my God, I got to get this weapon here. In. Stehey, who is on a two-year suspended sentence, which means if he does any damn thing, he is going straight to jail. He going to agree to work for the Hollyoaks thug of the month. Mm. Really? Okay, yeah, I know if any dodgy dealings happen, I'm going back to jail, so I'm just going to work for the biggest criminal in Hollyoaks, because that's smart. I think, like, also, like, I know he's doing it to protect Tony, and the kids, but like honestly, I don't think Tony will thank him when he finds out. Like, baby, I the, think he'll the, just be like, "Are you an idiot?" <laughs> the bigger, honestly, is it's not going to protect Tony and the kids. No. These people—they keep forgetting. Jackie worked for Trevor to protect her family. Uh, Mercedes supposedly did some shit to protect her family. Steve already did some shit. Freddie, Freddie's do. Freddie did stuff to protect. Family is never protected. Bad things keep happening to the family. So if you keep doing dodgy things to protect your family, but your family is still not protected and bad things keep happening to them, how many times do bad things need to happen before you realize nothing I do will protect my family? It's just like it's insane to me. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Okay. <sighs> And also, is it just me, or did that drug still make absolutely no sense? Because, mm-hmm. like, they were basically, he was getting the delivery of the the um, the wine bottles wow. with the stuff. But I was like, and then he just took it over the road to drive out. I'm like, why didn't they just get it delivered to, like, why, why, why did it have to come through uh, the restaurant to begin with? It makes no sense. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. Steve is trying to keep the fact that he is working with Trevor from Tony. So the way he decides to keep that fact from Tony is by having the wine delivered to 
Tony's restaurant where Tony and his wife are? Well, I think it was like built up from because they were saying that they wanted to use the restaurant as a front for the business, which is why I think they had it delivered to the restaurant. But that doesn't make any sense because why? Like why? Exactly. Why they have it delivered? That why not just make it the club? Because the clubs, they've had stuff delivered to the club the before. Club it's not like the, it's like a going to be like a new surprise thing. Have drugs delivered to the club? Is it? It just think about it, Lou. Is it only two hours in a day? Did they did old dude have to come up there and deliver the wine at noon? I mean, Steve works there. Steve couldn't have scheduled a late night delivery. Yeah. And we're at his house. Hell, I worked at a music store. We got shipments sometimes seven, eight o'clock in the evening. I mean, it was so many wise. There were so many slick ways Steve could have did that, but no. Yes, come to the restaurant the day that it's opening with wine. I mean, what? <laughs> I just think that whole storyline did not make sense. <laughs> and then it also didn't make sense that Steve thought he was going to deliver one package of uh, wine to yes! Trevor and it'll be done. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that, really? that didn't make any sense. Like, what'd you say, Lindsay? <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> be for real. And especially given that like, he didn't really put any specifications on. You know, when he, like, when he was like, oh, um... Do whatever you want to me, um, and uh, just leave Tony alone. It's not like he yeah. said, "Do whatever you want to me for one time." <laughs> right. And then, like, oh dear. Uh, Steve is crazy. All right, let's jump into our fucking best character. L, who was your f- fucking best character of the past month? Okay, um, mine. It's a bit random, but my favorite character from last month was Nana McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> because she's been blooming hilarious like oh just like all of her little lines and quips have been making me laugh um i loved her when she was trying to set up Steve and john paul in the most unsubtle way ever <laughs> um and i loved how she like i loved her um bringing back uh, myra when uh, when jim snuffed it um yes. and i loved her little chat with John Paul when he was but then also like I want to say a shout out to um the person that came really close second for me this month was um Sam Lomax because even though she slightly lost it for me because she was gullible enough to believe that Jim was the head of the organization which is just (laughs) but um I I she she won points for me because I thought like she was uh, really supportive of John Paul after the rape, even though she doesn't, she didn't like him previously. Like she, she just went, she just didn't even like, she didn't let him. You know when he was like saying, "Oh, I know what you think of me. I know you think, oh, like gay man in the woods and all that kind of stuff." And she just wouldn't even let him go down that route. She was just like, "No, you've been raped. That's not on." Then and also like I liked that on the episode where he'd almost hit Perry. She didn't like freak out. I thought she'd freak out about it, and like, like Diane would. Yeah, but she was mm-hmm. like understood and like yes. got the pressure. And she like said to him like go to the rape counselors and tried to get him help rather than just freaking out at him. So she came in close second, but Marlene scooped it for me with her hilarious comments and weird outfits and everything else. I just think she's fabulous. <laughs> 
if Hollyoaks plays this right, it's going to be a really sad uh, couple of episodes when uh, Sam finds out that John Paul slept with her husband. Yeah. You know, because they are just building this up so well. She was supportive after the rape, supportive of Perry, just being nice as she can be to both her husband and John Paul. So when that reveals happens, uh, it's going to be, I'm, I am not looking forward to uh, the fallout there. You know, I agree about Nana McQueen, though. She's, she's hilarious. I said last show, I'm ready for all the McQueens to get gone. I still feel that way. Myra coming back kind of gave them a pass for a month for me, but they they still on kind of on my nerves. So. Oh, and Elna, I know you weren't here when uh, this happened. What did you think about uh, Steve and John Paul's little kissy kiss? Um, I didn't mind it. I I know people online haven't liked it, but I actually thought it made sense within the context of the story because like they were both lonely and then they they just like needed someone but I think that that first kiss made sense and I'm interested to see where it goes I think they're both like the characters obviously have known each other for years and they've hated each other for years but then that doesn't necessarily mean they can't change towards I think they're starting to understand each other a bit more um and yeah I think I think James has more chemistry with Kieran than he does with Stephen. So, yeah, yeah um, I agree. With that. Um, yeah. And by quite a long way. So, uh, mm. as and I don't want to see John Paul and Danny ever get back together again because I just think it's disaster. Yeah, that's exactly why I didn't mind it either, baby. I'm liking Steve and John Paul, and I'm pissed that the show pretty much broke them up the episode after they yeah, kissed. Yeah, do you know what? It was uh, really weird. Did, did anyone else notice that of they course, had girl, that, you know, that scene I'm where um, <laughs> Steve came through his door and then was like banging on his door and like, oh, by the way, I, I think I'm falling for you. And then they've just had no reactions since then, no, no, like, no conversations or anything. Well, baby, come on now. At this point, the show that ignored Doug and Steve <laughs> for nine months, I'm just like, I, I refuse to get invested in any couples on this show <laughs> because yeah. I already know how it's going to go. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but yes. All right. I think it would be interesting to see where they go with, like, if, uh, like, if Steve's family find out that John Paul um, and Danny had this affair and then uh, Steve gets together with John Paul how are they going to react to that um, so Ooh. will the family be like you know because obviously when the Lomaxes find out the truth they're going to be pretty mad at John Paul so how are they going to be when it comes to like accepting John Paul and Steve if that does happen well I think the rape is going to calm them down on that so I'm not too concerned about that and they're new so I don't care about that I'm interested in how Steve reacts to the fact that John Paul was raped because I hate him being a domestic abuser but I would not mind seeing him beat the fuck out of Finn I really would like <laughs> yes. that the way I'm feeling Lindsay baby girl who you got for your uh, fucking best character of the month okay. one character and it's uh, uh, Sienna to be honest uh, yay, yay! <laughs> She she just knocked me for a loop this month, to be completely honest. Went 180 with her when we, you know, like, you've known that I've hated her since she stepped yes. foot on the canvas. That's why I'm so happy right now. 
Yeah, you just reminded me of that good scene where she had locked herself up in the uh, the room and she was just screaming and crying and carrying on. Oh, she was doing so good in that scene. And she was not having her, her father keeping her uh, child from her. Yeah, I thought those scenes were excellent. I, I'm too impressed that you are finally on the Sienna train. I'm so happy right now because I know you can't stand Sienna. <laughs> so I'm glad. I couldn't stand Sienna when she screwed up Nancy. Once she screwed up Nancy, she kind of, I kind of liked her when she had nothing to do with the Osbournes. And then once she got into the Osborne bunch, I lost all respect for her. I literally lost all respect for her. And now that she's in the mental ward and she's being all crazy and stuff, I've always liked the crazy ones, the crazy villainous types. But she's not technically a villain. She just wants a baby. And now that she knows that her child is 13 years old, and I'm betting because they're bringing her into the fold, like they're going to try to find some way to bring Sophie and her in. I don't know, baby. I saw some people online wondering if Perry was adopted. And I'm also like, didn't Tom just turn 13 years old? I wonder if she had a boy instead of a girl. He's so I think no. he's he just 14. Turned 14. Okay, so yeah, I, I think we need to be watching Perry to see what happens with Perry and Sienna. All right, so let's go ahead and... Um, oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Before I do that. Uh, so... For me, I'm about to disagree with my girl, Lindsay, right now, because for every single reason she hated this character, I love this character and crowned her my fucking best character of the month, and that is Nancy Hayton, baby. (laughs) I loved her coming back and setting Darren up up the same way Sienna set her up. I thought it was fabulous working with that guy to get that betting slip to make it seem like Darren had used that money to buy a betting slip, how she had everybody turned against him thinking that uh, he was the one that was doing the dirty dealings, how she set it up to where she had him thinking that nobody in the family would love him, so he needed to take the children and get away, and when I heard that she called the cops on his ass, I was in love. I thought it was beautiful, and it was poetic justice, because what happened? Sienna did all those things to her, and her damn husband, who should have had her back from moment one, did not believe her at all. And I hated that. It drove me crazy. And so I love that she came through her miracle cure with enough sense to set him up to make him feel the way that uh, she, uh, he and Sienna made her feel. And for me, everything went south as soon as she started revealing the damn truth. And she let him get into her ear and uh, and she just make her feel like she was doing the worst thing on earth. Because, see, I thought she was almost there. I think she should have let Darren's ass get arrested because until you're arrested, until you're in a mental institution because people think that you are not telling the truth and you're trying to harm your wife and your kids, he doesn't exactly get it. So I didn't like that it ended so early. I wish she would have stayed slick with it and she would have had his ass get locked up, even though, 
you know, at the end of the day, it, it wouldn't have been a fruitful situation. Like she would have had to tell the truth. It would have had to come out somewhere. But I love that she manipulated him. And I thought that's one of the smartest storylines Holly Oaks has told in the past year. I loved it. I know you hated Lindsay, and I've been laughing the whole time that you've been up here talking about you hated it. But I loved it. I thought it was great. What is so hot? What are y'all talking about? <laughs> Are y'all on the Musketeers? <laughs> Sorry, we're listening as well. <laughs> we're well listening. Yeah, no, but look, these girls ain't even paying no attention to me lately. <laughs> they done turned off. Who are these hot Musketeers? I want to see them. What are they at? <laughs> I'll find your picture. Okay, that's all good. <laughs> well, since we're about to start perving over some Musketeers, and I'm just thinking of a Three Musketeer movie, I don't know what the hell they're talking about, we will go ahead and say uh, thank you guys for listening to the uh, Holly Oaks Podcast. You can find us at thehollyoakspodcast.tumblr.com and at sign PDcast on the Twitter. Thank you guys for listening. And like my girl just always says, bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye. See you guys later. And bye, everyone. Love you. <laughs>